Come on, dance for me, monkey. Give me that good content. No. <laughs> I rebel against the man. We're, we're two minutes and ten seconds in. And I'm like, no, fuck you. Absolutely not. <laughs> okay, fantastic. There's our cold open. It's Gender Swap. Welcome to Gender Swap, a podcast made by two transgender siblings, both of whom have deep voices, but only one of whom wants a deep voice. My name is Micah. Uh, my pronouns are she, her, and they, them. And my name is Stevie, and I use he, they pronouns. Stevie is my brother, and I am the elder sister, I guess. That's what I've been saying. Yeah, that works for me. I I'm, call, I'm calling you my older sister. Uh, I just I hate the term elder okay there was someone wrote an article on medium today Mm. that came out where they were trying to refer to older millennials like the geriatric one yeah they said geriatric (laughs) millennials just 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 say elder millennials i saw that i was like what the fuck is whoever wrote this has a vendetta they were like yeah yo yeah you old bag of bones you're broken down disintegrating bag of bones like calm down fucking christ Oh yeah, my god. Just, yeah, I bet I bet that made you happy. <laughs> I was very perturbed by this because I yeah. I may be something of an old crone, but I will be <laughs> damned if anyone else is gonna say that instead of me. That that is for yeah. me. That that is that is my term, crone. I get to use it, but no one else does. See, that's the so. thing. Every at this point, every like older millennial I've interacted with so far will will openly admit that <laughs> that their joints hurt all the time, their backs cracking, they drink prune juice, but no one's drink- allowed to call them old except for them. Okay, okay. I, I no, no one is drinking prune juice. That, that Okay, is I'm a, exaggerating. That but the bones fabric- thing is true. Okay, the bones thing is true. That was because <laughs> a lot of us are pushing forty. Like yeah. We're we're, we're definitely middle aged now, but oh Jesus, speaking of uh, millennials, but it, part of part of the article talking about elder millennials was saying, or geriatric millennials, <laughs> was saying that uh, we would be really good management material for the new hybrid workforce between the older blah, 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 and those young Zoomers who were of just course. so up on the technology. Oh, my so God. You, you need a bridge of people who grew up in an analog world, oh but God. then had digital adulthoods so of course capitalism is going to be the first oh my god yeah so of course yeah of course immediately capitalism's like yeah okay we're gonna we're gonna make you guys management material now i hate that as if y'all aren't damn well tired of it too yeah so that was that was a fun little thing i saw today i remember Uh, seeing something about that on twitter but i think it was it was hank green remarking on it except he uh uh, quite different from you has has welcomed the title uh, because he acknowledges that he um, has brittle bones and is just integrating. Okay. He will he's welcome also, this. He's he's also look. If I had Hank Green money, I wouldn't mind either. But I don't have. Don't Hank Green say money. anything mean about Hank Green. I'm, I'm projecting I'm, onto him. He's my dad now. Uh, you can't say anything mean about my fake dad. I'm sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna end up probably saying some mean things about your fake dad. No, he's rich. I know. I know. We could say, rich people. We could say mean stuff about him because we're punching up. But he's still my pretend dad. How about this? I will. Uh, I will limit how much I punch your fake dad. I appreciate. Do you have a fake dad? Do you have no. like? Do you have, no? Are there like no? Okay, no. Listen, are the is there like no like like characters or anything like that that you have ever 
ever thought of. And and when I say project onto this is my fake dad, I'm not like legitimately like imagining he's my dad. It's just oh, I watch his content and I get that same the comforting feeling that I imagine a father figure is supposed to provide. Is there? Do you oh, not okay. get that I, fix from any media? No, no, I I, I do mm. not. To be fair, I did just exit my childhood, so I feel like you're well past the grieving stage on that. I, I was going like, I'm trying to think, but like I don't really think I ever did. Interesting. But yeah, but yeah, something uh, for the listeners because I know that you are thrown into just us talking so far, and you're not really sure what's going on. I am 17 years older than Stevie. I'm 20. I'm turning 21 in July. I'm a Leo Sun Taurus Moon Cancer Rising. Um, because I know that's going to matter to the people around my age who are listening to this. Listen, if we hit, if we hit our target audience, which is going to be a very wide, a wide berth, casting a wide net into the ether, if I get the ones I want, then they'll care about my big three. I don't care who you summon. What big three? Your big three, your sun, moon, and rising sign. That's what, that's what it's called. Like your big three. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So like my sun sign is Taurus. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember right, my rising sign was Sagittarius. Interesting. I got to look at my birth chart again. I looked at it years ago, like as mm. a joke, and I remembered none of it because it's a silly thing that, okay, there are some millennials that are very into it. Uh-huh. Uh, elder and otherwise millennials. But yeah. I, I personally, I don't put much stock in it. No, and that's fair. And I I didn't until like a few years ago. Honestly, I this is so stereotypical, but I like entered college and I was like, I'm gonna experiment with my spirituality. And then my friends were like, Here, here's an app called The Pattern. It's gonna read you for filth based on your birth chart. Um, And then it did, and I was like, Oh, this is rocking my shit. Did you see my spam story on Instagram today or on uh, Snapchat today? I did see this. Yes, I did. Those screenshots. Are, are cycles basically so the way the pattern works is that instead of giving you like a daily horoscope because that's you're trying to like nitpick really small details about your daily life which isn't necessarily what like the universe as they'd say is concerned with the pattern takes your birth chart and basically puts it uh, uh, all into like cycles or patterns hence the name um, and, and themes and it's really really cool and all my friends who were in it were like okay once you make an account the first thing you have to do is like think of like a specific date that's been really significant in your past and then go look at that date and see what cycle you were in and I did and it was not good I I don't know if I want to delve into what the event was uh, right off the bat but it was uh, it was a pretty shitty event, and the theme that corresponded was something about uh, it, it was basically a theme of like disillusionment and like learning about the real world and tearing away the veil. And I was like, "Cool, very good, that happened." And then, oh, so when you learned about communism, okay, gotcha. Um, I wish it was. I, I wish that's what that had been. <laughs> Alas, um, no, no, I no, no it's right. we, we we don't have to get into like nitty gritty. No, 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 no. I know. Ideally, um, I'd like to avoid really nitty gritty stuff at no, least for the no first fair. several episodes. But, uh, aside from that, but the thing itself, um, what what's your 
using it sort of looking forward, it tells you specific like start and end dates of a cycle as well as peak dates. So that's what I was posting earlier of like cycles that I'm in right now and significant dates and that kind of stuff. And the significant dates and the start and end dates pretty much always line up almost to the day. It's very cool. Um, highly recommend it. Uh, dear listener, if anybody is trying to, to get into astrology, etc., um, it really does not involve you, you so much with your birth chart uh, specifically. Like, it's not going to say this is because of your Leo Sun Taurus moon. It's just going to say this is what's happening, and it's going to be because of your birth chart, but they don't really shove that part in your face. So, I highly recommend it, and I think it's quite fun. So, what do millennials do to de-stress? <laughs> Drugs. Fair. But say, so, okay, <laughs> I feel like that's a universal truth. But, but this is true. I guess Every, in terms everybody of like, does some kind of drugs. Oh, no, absolutely. I guess in terms of, like, trying to, like, make sense of your world or whatever, that sounds so pretentious. Oh, my God, I'm going to throw up. Um, uh, okay, so if you want to know what millennials do to try to make sense of the world and stuff, uh, get a lot of pets, usually. Oh. Um, and also try to find a hobby of some mm. kind that you can be really, really annoying about. And make okay. it and, and make your that hobby your entire personality. I like Just, that this is a self call out post. Like you're not <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> Excuse, was it not was it not supposed to be? <laughs> I w- I was not calling myself out, thank you very much. I I, quite frankly, don't have any hobbies that are my personality. No, I'm I guess very when flat, I be hobbies. For, I'm a two-dimensional person. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very surface level. There's no depth to me whatsoever. Hmm. I guess you said hobbies, <laughs> so I was thinking interests. Because I would think of you as being very passionate about your interests. Um, I think, but, oh, fuck, what was it? That was it. Oh, my God. Okay, whenever I... <laughs> whenever... We first started hanging out more when I got into college, um, which I'm entering my senior year now, so that would have been, oh, fuck, three years ago? That I hate that. Um, oh, the passage of time. Because uh, that's when we started hanging out really intensively, um, although we had... I've been out of college for over 12 years now, so... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so fuck you and your passage hey. of time. <laughs> okay, well... Um, because we'd already started getting closer when I was in high school, uh, but we started hanging out much, much more whenever I hit freshman year. And so whenever I'd tell my friends about you, because um, I'd be like, yeah, my, my older sibling is like so cool. I just think you're really cool. And they're like, what was it? It was a, co- <laughs> a combination of Karl Marx and a 90s rock band plus weed. And they were like, whoa, that sounds really cool. Like, all my all my cool college friends were like, yeah, man. Uh, it sounds so much like all the burnouts that I, I went to college with that were oh, really no. into. Okay, you were saying that you got really into tarot. Or not mm. tarot, uh, the, your, your horoscope stuff. I did get into tarot, too, though, to be fair. Okay, okay and tarot, too, which I, I've gotten a bit into tarot. I've got, I've got a deck I really like. But um, it's very art deco and devilly. Uh, I love that. But when I was in college and first started going in, my thing to try to like branch out and you know whatever, mm. because I was still ostensibly a sort of good little Christian, yeah. uh, I got I got into a band called Fish. Oh my God, not Fish! Uh, you, you know who Fish is? Vaguely, vaguely. Oh Jam my God. bands in the early aughts started having a bit of a comeback because you know Dave Matthews Band was still 
you know, kind of up there and popular. That that was basically a jam band. Every time someone mentions Dave Matthews band, I just think of the shit bus. The what? That's a, the shit bus? What? What is the shit bus? <laughs> oh, hold on. I got to get the details right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I hold on. Hold on. Or is it the boat? Hold on. Band. Shit. Okay. Dave Matthews band shit. I'm Googling it. Ah, uh, yes. That one time the Dave Matthews band dumped 800 pounds of poop on a boat full of people. I'm not fucking kidding. There. <laughs> 2004. But did they deserve it? I don't know. The bus driver for the band, uh, for their tour bus, emptied the septic tank over the Chicago River, drenching passengers on a boat tour. So just tourists, not even like rich yachties. Um, oh, no. With 800 pounds of human shit. Oh, no. And you know, since they're a band, they haven't been eating healthy. No. It's been, it's been and like they're gas- touring. Oh, it's gas station food. It's fast food. It's all greasy. anyone's had to eat for like 40 days and 40 nights is like sour cream and onion chips. Oh, oh my God. Awful. Oh, I'm not going to read that. That's horrible. They're like describing it in horrible detail. I don't need the, the details. The bus driver was ordered to pay a $10,000 fine, do 150 hours of community service, and 18 months of probation. The Dave Matthews Band was allowed to continue making music. Because <laughs> to be fair, it was the driver who did that. No, it was. So it's not... Okay, so what we're, what we're establishing here is Dave Matthews wasn't standing behind the driver and going, Okay, wait for it. Do it. Wait for it. <laughs> Almost. Oh, no. Open the doors. Open the Bombay doors. The problem is that I don't know the name of the Dave Matthews band's bus tour tour bus driver, but Dave Matthews' name is on the band and on the bus. So that's so really all I think fa- of. So really yeah. it's his fault. You know, yeah, put his fuck name that on guy. everything. Fuck that guy. <laughs> he should have shown some humility and used somebody else's name for the band or come up with what's wrong what's wrong with naming your band uh Goose going through puberty playing guitar? I mean that's what it sounds like. <laughs> I think that's very good. I feel like that would be... Don't be mean. Well, actually, no, you can be mean. He he did a bunch of people dirty. Um, I feel like that's a band name that would be in a video game, but, like, specifically parodying them, you know? Like in Dream Daddy. I feel like that's a band that would be in Dream Daddy. <laughs> you thought okay. I wouldn't get that in here. I'm gonna okay. talk about Dream Daddy. Okay, listeners, for those of you who don't know, Dream Daddy is a video game... Where no. you hook up with various no. daddies? No. You don't get to get into the synopsis when you don't know the fucking game. The Dream Daddy Dating Simulator was created by the Game Grumps. And it's a game that I'm very passionate about. You aren't just hooking up with the daddies. You have to get to know them first. And some oh, okay. of them and some of them you don't hook up with, or some of them you don't end up with because of like moral reasons. Like one guy he has to like work on himself first. One guy is like married. It's like a whole thing. Um, you do get to fuck him on a boat. It's great, actually. Well, that's a so different you're, story. Wait, hold on. So you're a home wrecker. You are only, a home wrecker. Only in one path, and I was only a home wrecker because I wanted to fuck his wife, because she was hot. And okay. then, because I this was one of the first uh, games I ever streamed. For those of you who don't follow me, you should go follow me over on twitch.tv forward slash Stevie underscore B. I stream segments and video games. Stevie B always be plugging. So, um, the- <laughs> we can do that at the end. You don't have to like. 
It's not like you're a guest and you have to like organically squeeze in your plugs like mid conversation. Which I just... uh, go, which go to Bandcamp.com by the way, and you can find my music, uh, MX Maxwell music. Uh, there's a lot of crow imagery on there. That's Phineas the. He's my uh, mascot, Phineas the Poorly Animated Crow. But no, continue. Uh, What's this about wrecking daddies? (laughs) So my Twitch stream, whenever I was playing it, uh, Mary comes on screen and they were like, fuck her, fuck her, fuck her. And I was like, listen, besties, I've tried. I've played this game three times now. I've tried. They don't let you. You do get to learn more and more about her in every playthrough um, because originally they kind of portray her as a villain. She's not. She's just in a loveless marriage, and it's not really anyone's fault. They just really are not right for each other, and they need to get divorced, but he's a youth pastor, so of course this is happening, right? So it's his fault. Yeah, it probably is his fault, honestly. Uh, Because if he's a youth pastor, and they've got the whole thing like, if you're a youth pastor, you cannot get divorced. If you're in the ministry, oh, no. That's cited as kind of part of the reason why after he fucks you on his yacht and it's all like Margaritaville themed, which is really romantic. That is a that is a red flag. He his whole deal is wanting his like. okay. so for every daddy, you kind of get to know like what his little thing is. His little thing is Jimmy Buffett. Island time. Margaritaville getting away. He wants to get away from his responsibilities. He wants to get away from his family. Uh, there's so many, so many red flags. Any anyone who's a Jimmy Buffett fan, okay. If oh. any listeners out there are Jimmy Buffett fans, uh, stop listening. I'm sorry. Don't say that because Go my away. favorite podcasters, the McElroys, are huge Jimmy Buffett fans. And if oh, for some no. reason this, guy, shut the fuck up. Jimmy Buffett is very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> Justin McElroy, are you listening? I love Jimmy Buffett. Please, uh, please interview me. McElroys, if you're listening, I think Jimmy Buffett is horrible. And I will fight him. I, I, will, now... I will throw down. I will I will fight him on his boat. I will sword fight him like Errol Flynn. I am now seceding from the podcast. <laughs> I am making my own Jimmy Buffett fan podcast starting it... now. I am not familiar with his discography. Um, I'm my guy. I have bad taste. Um, so for everyone who... <laughs> no. I have I have impeccable I know. amazing taste. I know. Sometimes when I feel like watching something especially obscure or unusual or intriguing, I'll go to your house and just wait for you to suggest something cuz pretty much every time we hang out that happens. Like every damn time. Oh, uh, I got we got to watch some Jodorowsky. I would love that. We watched the 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 Jodorowsky's Dune that Hold on. Oh, I was zooted off my ass, and I I remember next to nothing of that, but I remember it blowing my gourd. Like, I was so excited that whole time, and I really want to watch it again. It's not streaming anywhere. I had to buy it. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'll probably cave at some point and do it, because I'm always looking for, for good media to watch while zooted, because ASMR videos can't always be my go-to. They can't no, always. They get so repetitious. You can only I... have so many people going, No. You're not branching out genre-wise. <laughs> there are different types of ASMR, and I just think you're not giving it enough of a chance. Is see, Okay, listen. The ASMR you're describing, I don't really go for. I don't really okay. go for the mouth sounds ASMR. I don't tend to go for the tapping. But I like the ones where they're doing a pretend little scene. I like the ones where they're, uh, where they're doing a little survey. ALB in Wonderland is my favorite ASMR artist, and her shit is all pastel pink, and she's very lovely, and she's a lesbian who I trust. Um, I say that as if I don't trust all lesbians and every every lesbian I've ever met. Um, Hold on. 
Hold on. What? Hmm. You like make-believe. Oh, yeah. Fucking duh. That, you're describing make-believe. Like, this is like Mr. Rogers' land of make-believe stuff. Yes. So you, you watch the ones where they're like, best friend doing your makeup or... Uh, yes. Per, or, the, or going yeah. to the doctor for an ear cleaning. Or I started with those more. I feel like I'm at a very like niche point where it's like I, I like the really outlandish ones that are like uh, uh, doing your makeup, but nothing makes sense. And they're like putting all the wrong things in wrong places or like there's like surrealist ASMR. Angelica is really good at that, where it's just like I'm rearranging your face, but I'm also on the phone and not paying attention to you. And so she's it's so niche. And I love her so much because she literally does like comedy and ASMR. So she's like talking to her to her friend, although she's also kind of playing a mom. So she's like gossiping to another mom on the phone. But she's also like, OK, and now I'm going to move your eyebrows down to your mouth and I'm going to make a little mustache. Is that OK with you? Great. And she does it anyway. And she like flips your nose upside down and stuff. And I'm like, wow, she's so talented. This is incredible. I'm like so relaxed right now, even though I'm not because I'm like, she moved my cheekbones to my ass. And I'm like really upset about it. <laughs> I wish I could describe I, your face right now. I'm very perplexed. And this is obviously this is not a video format. I just <laughs> I don't understand this. I, I'm, I, I'm just going to go along with it. But I think this is an instance of um that generational gap thing that we've we've mentioned in passing, which actually, real quick, this is the thing that I was supposed to play at the start of this segment. Hip hop, a hippity hop, it's the generational gap. I just didn't realize we were already going into the segment naturally and uh I didn't know either. Yeah, maybe I'll figure out a way to like put it in earlier or something like that. I would argue, however, that there are plenty of millennials who not only enjoy ASMR, but make ASMR. Because the majority well, of yeah. the ASMR artists that I watch are, like ALB in Wonderland, I'm pretty sure she's uh, you and Andrea's age. If like, maybe a tiny bit younger, but like, I'm pretty sure she's like 30s to 40s. I don't know. I know it's a wide gap. I don't know. I am 38 years old. This is the only time I'm ever going to say my age on this podcast. From henceforward, if they anyone have to asks, count. <laughs> from henceforward, if anybody asks, I'm 25, and I'm oh. just gonna just gonna be 25 forever. You actually, age backwards like one year for every year we're running. Well, actually, speaking of aging backwards, mm. Benjamin Button style almost, but not really. I'm not. I'm not gonna turn into Brad Pitt. <laughs> Since I started on HRT, my skin looks so much younger. That's true. You're going to have that baby soft skin. Like I am aging in reverse over here, which is great. Also, my hairline, I I never exactly was balding or anything, but I had a pretty deep widow's peak. I don't anymore. My 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 widow's peak is actually like Hold on, I'm going to lean into the camera and away from the mic so Stevie can see this and in this uh audio format, the rest of you just have to imagine. Haha, <laughs> suckers. Wow, I so get the visual. So like, that's a pretty, yeah, that's a pretty yeah, deep like, beat, it's, but it's, it's like coming back from what it was. Yeah, it's, it's nowhere near as deep as it was. I used to, honestly, I used to have like Vegeta head. <laughs> you don't have to do yourself that dirty. <laughs> it was a bit Vegeta head, I'm not going to lie, but now yeah. I, it's it's not Vegeta head. I'm more like a, uh, I don't know, like a soft Goku. Does he have a Widow's Peak? He doesn't I have a Widow's Peak. I haven't seen the show. I know. What? I know. Well, no, that's, that is fair because originally Dragon Ball Z came out like the early 
90s, I think, mid-90s and stuff. I'm, if that was on whenever I was a kid, there's no way that would have, like, we would have been allowed. It was off the air probably by the time you were, like, five or six, I think. Gotcha. Honestly, I wouldn't have even enjoyed it before then. I would not. Actually, even after then, I don't know that I would have enjoyed it. <laughs> You can't get a toddler to sit down and watch Dragon Ball Z. They're not gonna. No. They're not gonna understand all the all the very subtle uh, story and plot that goes into every episode of Dragon Ball Z. The nuance of two characters standing staring at each other from across a field and screaming like they're pooping their pants as they bring up their power levels. It's it's a very very subtle subtleties that I don't think a toddler would pick up on. For the for the viewers who have seen Dragon Ball Z, I want you to know that I legitimately do not know if this is sarcasm or not. And based on just what I know about Micah, I'm pretty sure this is sarcasm. And I'm pretty sure that the show is not nuanced. But once again, I have never seen even a little bit of Dragon Ball Z. And I really, really want to get the reference, but I can't. This has been Generational Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> we may as well, since we're far enough in, let's get to the news. Oh, yeah. That sucks. So first up in the news, we're going to talk about the uh, pipeline that got shut down. It was called the Colonial Gas Pipeline that was shut down and caused a gas shortage, but not really. A fake gas shortage because people panicked and they didn't have to, but they did. And here we are. Oh, so many people just at the gas stations just... The lines, me. the lines this week have been. That was me three hours ago. We actually ended up going to like a, uh, the gate across town oh last God. night at like 11 o'clock because my sister-in-law called us and was like, hey, they've got gas. It's only premium though. And we're running low. So we went out and got it last night and paid like 50 bucks to fill up the damn tank. Ooh. Yeah. So fun fact about this whole uh, pipeline thing. You know how it got shut down because of hackers? What? Yes. The pipeline. What? <laughs> The pipeline was shut down by hackers. What the fuck do you mean? It was sh- okay, Here's so the-, I, the way I'm imagining a pipeline going is that that's like it's a, is that it's not computerized. So I'm imagining that these little guys just ha- who are like like one one hundredth of the size of this big big pipe have to go to it, and they all have to like work together to like pull a big lever down, and then the whole thing shuts down. And obviously, that's not what a hacker is, not what a hacker does. But that's how. My little pea brain imagines it because I don't know how computers are connected to oil lines. Oh, we've got we've got to watch Hackers. Have you ever seen Hackers? No. Oh, uh, it's a great movie from the 90s. No, that 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 tiny people pulling a lever is not actually what happened. Um, Too bad. That'd be cooler if it did. When I first heard about it, I thought what they did was like a kind of computerized system and they like put in a code and like the the mechanized valve shut off because they put in a code to shut it off. That didn't happen. Oh. All they did was lock the company out of their billing software so <gasps> they couldn't see who paid for gas. And the company shut down the gas line because they didn't want anybody getting free fuel. And, the, and it's capitalism all over again. It's Because the oil execs are selfish. Oh, my God. So oh, my you ha- God. So we had to deal with... People panic buying gas and filling up trash bags of gas. Which is going to go bad by the time they even need it because apparently gas expires. That's what I learned from this whole thing. Apparently gas goes bad. That's bullshit. I don't understand that either. Oh, fuck that. In six months. Yeah, in six months, gas goes bad. Yeah. 
Yeah, all of this is just because they were ticked that they might miss out on some money. God damn it. That's the pipeline news. In other news, the CDC earlier this week announced that if you have been vaccinated, you do not have to wear a mask anymore. And how do we know who's been vaccinated and who hasn't and just isn't wearing a mask? We don't. We don't know. And people have been making fake vaccination cards, which is not cool. Also, that's like kind of a felony, which is great. Um, is although it? actually, I don't know. Okay, I don't know if it's a felony yet. I can't remember. I know that like forging like medical doc. No, it probably would be that because forging medical documents is quite illegal. Um, so I'm wondering if that would qualify. I'm certain at some point that's going to be a problem because, you know, like there was already a whole thing on TikTok where like someone got exposed for making fake vaccination cards and everyone called their employer. It was a whole thing. Um, Yeah. So that person got in very much big trouble uh, for that, which was cool. Um, But yeah, I mean, that's the whole gist of it. You don't know who's been vaccinated, who hasn't. And the dipshits who don't want to wear the masks are the ones who don't want to get vaccinated, usually. And here's the thing. Me and, and all my friends lie. who... They're yeah. going to lie. They're just going to say, oh, always. I've been vaccinated. And they've been lying the whole time. So, of course, they will. They've been saying, oh, I have breathing problems. No, go fuck yourself. Even people with breathing problems have been wearing their masks just fine. Put the oxometer on and suck your own dick. I don't care. So, for the record, I don't think that's how an oxometer works. You know... I I have never said that phrase, suck your own dick, before. I have now coined it into my vocabulary, and it is the only thing I will say for the next mm, four to six months. So just so you know, that's going to be a regular a regular it, staple of the you, show. You know what it is? You know what hmm. it is? Hmm. It's the boy juice that's making you do it. <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's um, the boy juice kick. You're going to be so crude. Ah, oh, this is awful. I awful. started making that joke of... of <laughs> Whenever anything is good or bad, I go, I'm going to shit myself. I started making that, like, as soon as I got on testosterone. And to be fair, the reason I started doing it was so I wouldn't make, like, uh, like unaliving jokes, which is beneficial. Because this is, it, it takes a lot of that edge off of it, you know, um, while still giving me something extreme and horrible to say in response to any and everything, and especially the disproportionate things that do not warrant me shitting my pants. As someone with IBS, I am <laughs> I am deeply offended. How how dare you steal my culture? Of I don't being, think you could say that. Uh, uh, how dare you steal my culture? Being trapped on the toilet for hours and hours. <laughs> and they they say white people don't have culture. They do. It's being they stuck do. on the john. It's called IBS. Oh Did uh, I send you that tweet of like IBS stands for irritable bisexual syndrome? Did I send you that? No, but that you're not wrong. I meant to send it to you because it reminded me of you. <laughs> not wrong. Yeah. Uh, there are so many. Uh, I, I'm not trying to get gross. Boy, I'm so glad we decided that we're gonna have we're gonna work blue in this podcast because there is no way we could keep this clean. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen so many people on Twitter who uh, are bisexual who all have IBS. Yeah. I the Venn diagram is like a circle at this point. Oh, it practically is. I think it's just the stress of being attracted to so many people at once. All that horny energy has to go somewhere. It goes out know? the butt. That's science. That's that's what happens. Yeah. It, it, it's just it's just science. Your butt is a natural horny valve. And yeah. when you have too much horny and the pressure has to be released, out the booty. Dr. Fauci said, if I am too horny, I will shit myself. So <laughs> that's why I don't fuck anymore. 
You know, the CDC says that if you've been vaccinated, you can go ahead and shit yourself. <laughs> Lucky for them, I did. The vaccine went very poorly for me. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I get my second one tomorrow. I was so nauseous. Yeah, I was I get so my, nauseous. I get my second one tomorrow at noon, and then I have therapy at three. So You'll need it because, oh, Christ. So we're going to see, like, how quickly is it going to kick in? Is therapy going to be miserable? Well, therapy's always miserable. Uh, the joys of uh, growing up evangelical Christian and trans. For you listeners out there who may be unfamiliar with a lot of terminology, we're going to try to provide definitions for transgender-specific terms whenever we can. Uh, we kind of want to make it to where you, you, you understand what we're talking about as well as... It, you just kind of get to know us as human beings instead of some nebulous thing that exists, but you've never actually had to deal with anyone who's transgender. Because let's face it, we're all like unicorns that hide because it can be a little bit dangerous. But the term I'd like to uh, talk about today oh. is egg. <laughs> can you say egg? Egg. Good. <laughs> now an now an egg is someone who is trans who either hasn't quite accepted that they are trans or isn't willing to come out yet that they are trans. Is that an accurate way to put it? Or I would say, yeah, egg. It, it's like someone who is on the verge of being trans, but at the same time, it is also used in terms of like. I mean, this sounds awful, but, like, you've heard the term, like, pop the cherry. It's also, like, cracked the egg is, like, what they what they say oh whenever God. you... No, listen, it's used the same way. No, it's it, u- yeah, it's it is. It's used very is. similarly. So, like, cracked the egg is, like, when you realize you were trans. I did not know about this term, which is insane, because I, I, I am obviously quite trans myself, but I was not really an active Reddit user until, like, I don't know, like, three months ago. And it seems to have gotten really big there. I personally don't know if it originated there. Um, I don't but, know. I, it, as far as I know, it didn't. I don't know as much of the history on the term. Gotcha. And if I was uh, a good podcaster, I would do some research. I will Google it once. I will do one Google search per episode. Okay. So well, actually, I guess... no, never mind. I already used it. I already used the Google search up on the Dave Matthews band shit bus. So no. unfortunately we cannot look it up. <laughs> no, I'm calling shit. No. Bullshit. Then you use your own Google search. You oh look it up. Oh my God. I'm a what? man of principle, if nothing else. Oh, we each make... get one Google search. Make We're committed do... to... Google search. We're deeply committed to misinformation on this podcast. Like I'm a caveman. <laughs> hunting and gathering information over here. Just no, I don't want to look up Eggman. Scrounging. I don't care about Sonic the Hedgehog. Well, maybe you should. Maybe things would be going a little bit better. <laughs> I can't even finish the joke. Okay, okay. Urban Dictionary. A reliable um, source. A very reliable source. Uh, according to Urban Dictionary, Egg... A person who doesn't realize they are transgender yet or is in denial. An undeveloped transgender person. When they realize, it's referred to as the egg cracking. Okay, that's what we said. Yeah. Uh, No etymology, though. No etymology. That's annoying. I feel like internet etymology would be a good series on YouTube. I don't have the energy to 
No, I'm not saying to search it. I'm saying that it would be a good series for someone who is not uh, me or you <laughs> to, to put together. Yeah. Oh, okay. This is this would be a really long Google search. It's looking like the actual etymology, a whole bunch of definitions, but no one's saying like the origin. So I have I th- personally only seen it widespread. It's widespread use on Reddit. I've actually never heard that term used outside of Reddit by anyone except for you. So I am wondering because I know that you heard it a lot on the trans subreddit and um, Twitter. And Twitter. Okay, okay. So Twitter I haven't seen it on yet, but you're more in that sphere than I am anyway, um, on Twitter at least. So Yeah, so that's what an egg is. You have now learned some some terminology that you can use it in your own life. Probably not, because unless you're actually trans, it's not really something you get to call somebody else. And even if you are trans, it's kind of fucked up to call somebody an egg. They need to figure that out on their own. Like, it, it's not something... You shouldn't go around trying to crack people's eggs. Yeah, a, it, I feel like if a, if a trans... If someone who had already figured out they're trans was telling me about a story from their past, I'd be like, ah, oh, you fucking egg. And they'd be like, I know. I didn't even know then. But you can't, like, necessarily decide that for someone. Also, I just realized that we did, like, five different sidebars to get here, uh, which is really funny because we started talking about the evangelical and trans thing. And then, we, then, then you were going to tell something about the egg, but then we had to talk about the egg and then Sonic the Hedgehog got mentioned and then I got upset about that. Um, but I digress. So you were talking about being an evangelical Christian. See, this is what we call good podcasting. The way it all oh. flows together. It is also what we call two ADHD people talking to each other. <laughs> you're you're going to get so many sidebars and tangents. So, But no, I grew up as an evangelical Christian and even though I realized kind of early on that I was trans, it's not something you can really do anything about it if you're oh, God, in those no. circles because you just get told especially uh back then it uh in the 90s primarily uh you get told that being gay or transgender or anything that's not cis heteronormative is a sin yeah it's bad it's evil and you should feel extremely guilty for having any feelings like that because it you're you're sinful you're sinning because evangelicals believe that even thinking about a sin is the same as committing it. Which pisses me off. In the New Testament, they're like, if you even think about being mad or a murder, you did a murder. And I'm like, go fuck yourself. No, I did not go do a murder, but now I want to because you made me mad. Like, come on, that is so cheating. I oh, feel like re- that's cheating in God's favor. If we're telling oh, for- up the points, that's cheating. Well, for the record, that's... Uh- if I remember correctly, it was the Apostle Paul who was saying that. And the Apostle oh, of course Paul it was. is trash. Like, Fuck that guy. If anyone, okay, so. if anyone is listening is a Christian, I apologize. I'm sorry. I don't mean to be bashing on your stuff quite as much. But the Apostle Paul is complete and utter garbage. And you can throw out anything he said because a lot of it kind of contradicts what Jesus himself said. I am going to double check. I feel like Jesus said the thing about if you did something, if you think about... You're going to double check? If you lust after... This is on a Koja, so this is not a Google search. Oh, oh, Go fuck yourself. Um, If you... (laughs) If you... What is it? If you think on a man's why... If you... Shit. If you... It's the bit about if you think about fucking your neighbor's wife, then you basically did it. If you think about committing adultery, you did it. So you get the sin without actually having any of the fun. So I say just go for it because you're going to get... Like, you're going to get fucked over for it anyway. You might as well actually get fucked for it. You know what I mean? If you think about committing adultery, then you done did it. Which is even better when you consider, like, Calvinists. 
Calvinists believe that uh, before the world was formed, God chose everybody's path for them. So free will. Oh God, I hate that. Free will doesn't exist for Calvinists. No, predestination is so fucked up. And then you ask, like, well, then why did God create people who he knew would go to hell? And you're not really given a straight answer. Um, Hey, bad news about the adultery thing and the thinking is sinning thing. Um, Jesus did say that. Oh, Uh, no. I know you have heard that it was said to those of old, you shall not commit adultery. But I say to you that whoever looks at a woman to lust for her has already committed adultery with his heart. If your right eye causes you to sin, pluck it out and cast it from you, et cetera, et cetera. So Jesus was the one who made it more harsh. No, 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 no. I've got a way to reason through this. I'm going to explain it away. (laughs) Oh, yes, I am going to explain it away. The Gospels were written about 90 years after Jesus was crucified. I always forget that. You're right. By dudes who didn't know him. By people. No, exactly. People that were not alive when he was alive. There were no firsthand accounts that they could use to record it. It was just like what people remembered he said. Yeah. That kind of thing. So... I don't know. That doesn't sound like my boy Jesus. I don't think he'd say something like that. Yeah. I think that's something somebody else added. So I should hope so. I'm going to ignore that. You know, I feel like that's the upside of abandoning your childhood religion. You can really just pick whatever the fuck you want. Because it's not like you're ascribing to the whole thing. So if you're damned for not ascribing to the whole thing, you might as well like pick the parts you do like. You know what I mean? Oh, come now. Christians pick the part they want right now anyway. Oh, Get their ass. Get them. Get their ass. There's so much of it that they ignore, like all the stuff about being a communist and being oh, a good God. anarchist and taking care of people and Jesus was such feeding a the needy. Oh, he was such a commie. You know, there's the whole, just the whole like prosperity gospel and that whole idea of like good people are wealthy or wealthy people are wealthy because they are good because God has rewarded them, etc. Obviously fucked up. And then that also casts a shadow on people who are poor because that implies, well, they are poor because they're bad, because they're lazy, because they've not worked hard enough. When Jesus literally said... It is harder for uh, a camel to get through the eye of a needle, uh, or it is easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to get into heaven. Literally saying, it is fucking impossible for a rich person to get to heaven. You want to talk about reasoning your way through something and pretending it doesn't mean that. I actually heard when I was going to evangelical churches, when I was younger, one of the pastors talking about that specific passage, and he said... Now, you have to understand the context. Oh, my God. They always do. And young little me was like, oh, boy, what are you you going to say the context is? Mm. The context, according to the pastor, was there was a gate in Jerusalem that was called the needle, the eye of the needle, because it was very narrow. And if you had a lot of stuff, you couldn't fit through it. But you know. It, so it, a camel could. It's just hard. Oh, fuck off. It, so it wasn't. Jesus wasn't saying that it's bad to be rich. He was just saying you can't be rich and go through this one particular gate that I just made up in Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. I remember. I wasn't told that specific excuse. But I do remember it being said that like. Even though he explicitly said. Easier for a camel to get through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to get into heaven. I remember being said, that just means it's it's really hard. It's not impossible, but it's really hard. And I'm like, bitch, Jesus could not have made it more impossible. Okay. He's literally saying it is immoral to be wealthy. Point blank, period. Go fuck yourself. Go suck your own dick. Like, okay, here's a needle. Here's a camel. I want you to jam them together until this <laughs> camel goes through. And then we'll talk. 
I'll Honestly, wait. I'll wait. Honestly. I'll, I will watch. I would love to see you, someone try this. Church sanctioned camel jamming. <laughs> <laughs> oh, camel jamming. If that is not a thing on Urban Dictionary, it probably will be by the end I'm, of this. I'm going to look it up this time no. on Firefox. Oh, 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 so, oh, okay. So you're just going to. We're gonna what? We're gonna go through like DuckDuckGo and Lycos and Ask I, Jeeves. Okay, can I talk about how Akoja kind of fucking sucks? I love that they plant trees, but whenever I'm doing my monster fucker streams, I always end up looking up the characters, and it'll pop up like a really bad blurry JPEG or like a screen cap of another character, and I'm like, you know exactly who I was looking for, and you intentionally did not give it to me. This is a bad search engine. And so then I'm pissed off because I really want to plant the trees, but I really do not like the, the grainy pixelated JPEGs they're giving me. It's not really doing me a lot of good. I already okay, forgot I'm what I was going to look up. Camel jamming. Camel jamming, yes. First thing that pops up is animal jam. We are good. We're okay. Camel's nightmare. Just, that's that oh opera that's a whole thing no we're good camel jamming is not a thing okay so we have we have a unique opportunity here to coin the term camel jamming and decide what it means i think uh i think it would just be really good as like a kami symbol if we put it on a little pin like a little enamel pin i think that's fun oh that would be fun you know what i was thinking huh Two lesbians running at each other full speed and then jumping in midair and then just smashing their vaginas together. <laughs> it's like That's it's like camel jousting. Jamming. It's like scissor jousting. Yes. Oh my jousting. god. That's camel horrible. Jamming. Camel crammer is a thing on Urban Dictionary. Oh dear. A lady's small undergarment consisting of a long string type piece which rides up toward the vaginal area. That sounds like a a bad G string. This week in transit. We have a segment that we do on a semi-regular basis. This is our eighth installment. Uh, some of you may note this is the first episode, so you'll never hear the first seven. This is the eighth installment of This Week in Trans. Wait. No. Shit. Which, it's the wrong Transit. One. This Week yeah. in Transit. Fuck, I wasn't going to clock you on it. I got to redo the... Okay, hold on. So we do a semi... <laughs> <laughs> So this is uh You done boofed is, it. You done I, fucking boofed it. I totally boofed it. I really hope I get better at this as time goes on. So uh we do a, a, a semi-regular segment. This is the eighth installment. Blah blah blah. You won't hear the first seven. I'm probably gonna keep all of this in, but it's called <laughs> This Week in Transit. I went to my smoke shop, cause I'm a bad trans girl and I smoke, and I really should not smoke on HRT, and I'm trying to quit. But um I had a really rough monday last week because um our water heater died like just went kaput on us it really sucked because we weren't expecting to have to like replace it anytime soon like we, we got it worked out but it was just really stressed so i went to my smoke shop and like fuck you know what i'm gonna dress cute hell yeah Say I'm, it to him. I'm having a bad day i'm just gonna i'm gonna wear something cute so i've got this uh shirt that i got from uh killstar which by the way killstar if you're listening and ever want to become a uh What's it called? Sponsor. Sponsor. There we go. Hey, Killstar. Kill Do you want to give us money? I like money. And Micah likes your clothing. Throw us a bone. Just a little, just a wee little bone. I'll, I'll take that. That's my I'll, pitch. That's my elevator pitch. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I, they could probably just pay me in clothing, to be honest. Uh, no, fuck you. I want money. 
<laughs> okay, fine. We'll we'll work something out if they ever decide to get back to us, which they never will. But anyway, so I have this really cute top from Killstar that I really like. It's it's black, it's slinky, very tight and close fitting. Good for you. Real girl boss moment. Oh, the girls look great in it. It is it is the best <laughs> it is the best top for the girls. So I'm wearing that. I'm wearing some very cute jeggings I have, which have some embroidery. I'm actually wearing the same ones right now. Uh, they've got a uh, little embroidery on them on the butt, some uh, pentagrams and whatnot. I love those. Those are really cute. I like this a lot. <laughs> they are, they are fan and they're covered in rivets. So you know I can never go through a metal detector wearing them. So I'm I'm, I'm feeling really cute in my outfit. So I go to my smoke shop and the guy there behind the counter. As soon as I come in, it's all like, sup, bro, dude, boss, broheim, guy, man. How's it going, mm. man, guy, dude, bro? Hi, hi Mr. He, him. Hi. And it's, it's like, what are the where, vibes I'm giving off that? <laughs> I'm not wearing a single stitch of male clothing right now. My nails are painted. My hair, I had, you know, it's long and I had it pulled up kind of nicely and all that. And granted, I wasn't wearing any makeup. Shouldn't have to. Yeah, I shouldn't have to. Like that's it. I was giving off very distinctly not guy vibes. And still Or at just, least yeah, I It's it's just the whole and the thing is like I don't think it was intentional. I think he was just oblivious. Perhaps I I find stuff like that seems to happen a lot when like cis people or straight people and a lot of times they don't notice they're doing this whenever they see something that they regard as like out of the ordinary. It's almost like an overcorrection as, as like a way mm -hmm. of like reasserting their like their view of normalcy. And they probably don't mean to make anyone feel uncomfortable, except in some spheres they probably do. I have a theory about that. I suspect that's what's happening here. But I have a theory about that. Yeah. See, in the late 80s and in the 90s, you ended up with a lot of uh, very manly man guy rock bands, but they're wearing makeup. Mm. Oh, I love that. And they were doing stuff that was like traditionally kind of effeminate but they were wearing it it was always this big deal that you know fuck you we're still men and doing this I so it neat. so it might be that he was just like oh here's someone who is dressed like <clears throat> oh hold on oh i just God. had spit go down the wrong pipe mike now has no more lungs they have turned purple she has I'm now dying. passed away i'm dying <clears throat> It's my podcast now, boys. It's the Jimmy Buffett Margarita Hour. <laughs> no. That's what I'm you back. get for dying on the podcast, bitch. Well, guess what? I'm back like Lazarus to keep this travesty from going Shit. off the rails. Shit. So I got my stuff from the smoke shop, like you do, in a mood. Water heaters busted, getting misgendered by the dude at the smoke shop. So Andre and I decided, well, we need to hit Costco later. We'll hit Costco, you know, that night and we'll get hot dogs while we're there. And that'll be dinner. So, you know, Costco hot dogs. That's fun. Hell yeah. So we go to Costco and walking through there the whole time and we finish up and get all of our stuff. We go back to the car and then get back in the car. And Andrea turns to me and goes, I didn't want to say anything in Costco. And it was, I have to let you know, it wasn't visible when we were at home, but I could see your nipples through your shirt. Yeah. So you've now got the, you've now got the universal problem, baby. Oh, welcome goodness. to the upper I, echelon. I, I do. So here's the thing, though. I got a couple of dirty looks while I was in Costco and I couldn't figure out why. But now I know. Oh, my but, God. But yeah. dude, but dude, bro, at the smoke shop where my 
my nipples were probably visible because it was the same shirt. They're like, they're like fully <laughs> erect, and he's like, I do not see it. Like, <laughs> yeah, just. Oh goodness! So yeah, that was my learning experience. So uh, that was my week in transit. Anything in particular happening with you? On a. I mentioned this earlier about the cold brew thing. I'll I'll. This connects, I promise. So, uh, I have a partner named Shiloh. They're not binary. Did we, oh, hold on. I don't think we recorded the cold brew thing. Oh, okay. Okay, great. Um, I, I will I will go back over it then. So, my partner is named Shiloh. I love them very much. We've been together for over a year now. We're moving in together soon. Um, I'm trying to get better about doing, uh, uh, like, physical reminders of, like, my love for them. Like, showing them, like, gestures and that kind of thing. Um, because we're realizing more and more that, like, our love languages are evolving. So, I want to accommodate that. And I want to make sure that they feel loved. So... On Tuesday, I did a surprise picnic. No, Wednesday. I did a surprise picnic for them. They thought we were going to go get brunch. But little did they know, I had made the brunch and it was in a little picnic box. And it was adorable. And one of the things I had in there was a jar of cold brew. It was delicious. I get the big growler of cold brew from the local coffee shop. I love them very much. It's like the Hawaiian hazelnut is the flavor of the month. And then I did my fancy Starbucks creamer that I do not splurge on very often, but it's the caramel macchiato Starbucks creamer, which is like six bucks a pop. It's horribly expensive, but delicious. Combine it all in a little jar, put it in the, put it in the basket. Somewhere between my front door and the car, the jar of cold brew broke. Like a whole portion of the bottom and side fell right out didn't even shatter it just fell out i don't know magic i guess so and i wish this was the first time that's happened maybe something about me specifically and my habits with mason jars is conducive to that that has happened to me before just the side of a glass coming out are you just like are you just like sculling your drink and slamming it onto your desk when you finish or that'd be cooler that'd be a really cool reason but instead i don't know or maybe i just hit my damn straws too hard i don't know i wish i knew but um oh you use metal straws don't you oh do you think that's it that could do it i think that's it i think it's a metal straw striking the inside and then it like your little micro cracks and then it kind of wears out over time because if it's like the side and part of the bottom that's probably about where the straw hits you're right I I say as I use a fucking metal straw that I like spin around. Yeah, you're probably right. (laughs) Oh, God damn it. Speaking of ASMR. Cheers. Um, Speaking of ASMR and me going to continue the story. Hold on. I'm going to take a really long drink (laughs) after I act like I was going to start talking again. Speaking of ASMR, proceeds to give you the worst, most distressed chills you've ever gotten in your entire life. So, the bottom of the fucking jar fell out. And I smelled the coffee whenever I got in the car. So it happened, like, immediately. And I thought, oh, I hope... I hope the coffee isn't leaking. And I still drove away from my house without checking or anything. And if I had bothered to check the basket like my gut said to, I would have fixed it right then. And maybe I wouldn't have my entire back seat of my car drenched in cold brew and dairy, which it now is. So as you can imagine, it smells great in there. It's been uh, two or three days. Uh, we live in Florida, where it is quite warm, and there is only so much you can do by way of of towels and and soap and water and soaking that shit up 
because it real it, that cold brew really made a home in my car, really made a, a sweet little cottage in my back seat. I feel like there's already rats in there. I am I am on the verge of death. I'm deeply upset. So after like one day, I got back in my car and I was like, this is untenable. <laughs> this is untenable. I've got to do something about this. And I have not gotten, <laughs> this is horrible. I have never gotten my car washed or cleaned since I bought it. And I bought it the summer I graduated from high school. I bought my car in 2018, and you it are, is the year of our Lord 2021. I have never been through a car wash. You are such a pubescent boy. Well, the problem is that I even before I was anything close to a pubescent boy, I already was like, it's just a vehicle. Nobody cares about it. It's, you were, it's whatever. You were yeah. still, even before, it was still there. The pubescent boy was inside you all along. Maybe the real pubescent boy was the one inside us all along. Exactly. I honestly, it's true because I've always considered it cars. I'm not a car guy. It's not something I've ever really cared about. I do not think what I do not think the way my car looks matters. Besides, it's spring in Florida. There's always going to be pollen. It is impossible to keep that bitch clean. So I just don't bother. I don't care. It's a white car too, so it looks like shit. Like it always looks like an ogre uses a fucking Kleenex, and I'm like, that's my boy, and I just drive it around town. Like it is irredeemably dirty and ugly all day long. But because of this horrible cold brew dairy stink in the back of my Honda Civic, I was like, okay, I'm gonna go get my car detailed question mark since i guess that's what you do when this happens so there's a place around midtown that i went to um and i went there this afternoon and it oh god okay so i don't even know how to go about explaining this i was stressed literally from the second i i started driving there because my gas tank hit zero and if you'll remember earlier this is what we like to call in the theater industry a callback um I had very much no gas at all in the tank. So I'm already panicking. I'm down the road from my house and I'm like, oh shit, my wallet. I need my wallet to pay for my very expensive detailing. Had to go back on no gas. Left, had to go all the way there. It is five o'clock traffic. So it's like stop and go. I'm like shitting myself. I'm deeply upset. Like they're gonna have, like if I if I hit one more red light, they're gonna have more than just cold brew to clean up in the car. Like it's going very poorly for me. Um, so then I get there and I'm like, where the fuck do I pull in? Because a, there was a drive-thru with a cone on it. And then the other one was just like really hard to get into. And so I finally got into that one. And then I was like, where do I park? Because all the parking spots were full. It's at like a corner. And so it has like one driveway blocked off, one that exists. All the parking is full. There are some spots here, but it looks like they're using it for car washing. So I don't really know where to go. No one's giving me directions. I am once again shitting and pissing myself. And so finally, I'm like, well... Adding okay. to that, adding to that cold brew smell. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much so. Um, so I just pull in somewhere, and no one like yells at me or like pops my tires. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm allowed to be here. Um, so I get out of the car and I go inside, and I am immediately met by a dude who looks me up and down, focuses on my tits, because of course, because I'm wearing this fit once again for our audio listeners who are our only listeners because we are not filming the video right now. I am wearing a sexy little pair of dad jorts, um, uh, a belt, obviously. I am wearing 
uh, a short sleeve pattern button down. It's a Hawaiian shirt, and I am wearing a sports bra underneath it, and I was wearing uh, a cap. I was wearing a backwards cap, and I had my, my keys hanging from my belt loop because what says queer like your keys on a belt loop? But straight men don't know any of that. So, unfortunately, my tits were, as they say, out. Um, so I, I was ogled, etc. And I was wearing my Tevas and everything. Like, I was just, like, tromping around, and the problem is that the second I'm put into a situation like that i immediately enter she her girl woman mode because it feels safer i do the same well i don't do the same thing but i do the The similar thing (laughs) where if i'm oh when when i had we had the guy over fixing our um water heater yeah i immediately slipped right back into you know just kind of the very southern you know guy who's just kind of talking and all that yeah is what's going on with it he's busted and i'm really sorry it looks like it was installed by a gremlin but uh <laughs> yeah like i slip into that mode as opposed yeah. to my naturally more animated way of speaking that yeah guy dude bro man dudes don't exactly usually use as much inflection yeah so the guy's like Hi, how how can I help you? And I was like, um, I'm here to get my car detailed. I have a, a VIP Express. And I'm like, you're not stupid. Why are you talking like you're stupid and confused? And I was like, because I'm safer if I'm a bimbo. And so I'm like trying so hard to be safe and palatable for a man I do not know. Um, and he was like, oh, so we're, so the, apparently this is a combination detail shop and automobile dealership. And I was like, girly, if this is a dealership, I'm a fucking dog. Like I, this looks very shitty for dealership, but go off, I guess. So he was like, yeah, you see the guy over there? That's the detailing stuff. And I was like, that is a single man in a driveway, but go off. I'm not fucking kidding you. It is a single man in a driveway. And I was like, okay, sure. Fuck. I guess that's your detailing shop whatever it's not even under under an overhang that's why they blocked off that one driveway it's because that's where the man was washing everything i was like well fuck i got this far so i go over there and there's some douchey car guy college student with his black mustang and his boomer mother both maskless and he's just like taking pictures of his car because he just gotten it done and him and the guy who does like the the car washing or whatever were like just sucking each other off in public and everything like exchanging instagrams and taking pictures together and it's like 10 15 minutes after when my appointment was supposed to be and i was like cool this is great so despite the traffic despite the gas shortage i still got there on time and then i still stood there waiting and i was like okay great so now i sound like a bitch like whatever you're hobnobbing good for you he did great work but after a while after a point i was like okay um i had been acknowledged i was just told to wait by him and i was like okay whatever i guess i'll stand here because i wasn't sure if i was supposed to sit in my car but also my car right now is a stinky heat box because i didn't want to turn my car on because i my gas tank was on empty and it smelled like dairy and 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 hawaiian hazelnut cold brew so it was just hell very much so just very your much personal so. hell stinky uh. warm hell box so i was like i'm not gonna go sit in the fart box so i guess i'll just stand behind this random lady and pretend that i really like her son's car um which i did because i was like oh my god it's gorgeous he did a really great job and i'm dressed like this like i'm dressed like a queer and i'm like how do i how am i like i'm doing a voice like i'm trying really hard to assimilate when i know very much that i am i'm not but like they kept up the charade too so i did too and i'm like whatever i don't know what the fuck is happening you know what it was you know what it was they probably thought oh well this person obviously is just dressed schlubby because it's a hot day and all that and normally they'd really be decked out in 
whatever it is, maximum film, whatever yeah. where wear. she her girly woman clothes. Yeah. Which um, I wouldn't know what that is because I dress like a goth. So good for you, honestly. My problem is I can't do a film voice. Yeah. Really. Like, well, wh- let me rephrase that. My voice is film because I am film. Yeah. Some ladies have deep voices. That's just how that goes. Period. However, society at large does not believe that women can ever have deep voices. Exactly. Which, even if I didn't go through the wrong puberty and that contributed to me having a deeper voice, I've also smoked a pack a day for like 15 years. It's true. And also, and that view already like disregards like AFAB people with like PCOS or if they like... If they just happen to have higher levels of testosterone or like just gender nonconforming people at all, even if they're exactly. not like trans in terms of their gender identity, if they're just gender nonconforming at all, it's just not accommodated. Like, ah, oh, fucking. I can't wait until my tits are larger and I definitely can't slip back into my southern whatever uh, good old boy accent for safety. I, f- I feel like you'll do it like once and then be like, oh, God. I've been caught in a trap of my own making. What about you after you get your top surgery done? Well, the thing is, plenty, plenty of she, her woman girls have A cups. This is true. I am not planning to dress like uh, like a she, her, miss, ma'am, woman girl. Um, also, to the listener, I would, of course, like to clarify that I, I feel like what I'm saying right now could potentially be misconstrued as misogyny. That is, of course, not what I mean. I do not think there is anything wrong with dressing like that. If I was a trans man and I did want to dress like that, obviously I would still be a man. And their gender expression has nothing to do with your gender identity. I, however, care very much about whether I am perceived as uh, uh, traditionally masculine. I would be extremely euphoric if I was mistaken for a man. That's how I started realizing I was trans. I was like, I wouldn't mind to be mistaken for a man. And then I was like, oh, go fuck yourself. Do you know what that means? Do you know what that means, you little egg? Shut the fuck up. Um, see, so that's my how ca- it starts. Well, I was going to say, see, in my case, it wasn't that I wanted to be mistaken for a woman. Uh, with me, it was looking at a whole bunch of clothing and outfits and things and going, boy, that would look just fantastic on me. My body shape is completely wrong. It, uh, if my body shape was different, if my body could make that outfit work, that would be just absolutely amazing. Oh. And then it's like, oh, but... I would need boobs for that to work. And then mm-hmm. there's that moment of, hmm, well, I better repress this for another, you know, 20 years or so. You get a single hint of, hmm, titty good. And you're like, no, not hide today. That, <laughs> hiding that one away for a while. I'm going to go pump iron and throw the pigskin around. It's like the fucking audio of, oh, what's behind this door? No, is there a different door? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was talking about the car guy. Okay. And yes, then I was talking the about the guy. car guy. Then turns out the the oh, the service that I'd signed up for was it was only going to be like two to four hours long, and it's or actually it was only going to be two hours at the time. Um, but I misunderstood what the seat cleaning entailed, and it was only for surface stains. Which already that they could do that that quickly is very impressive to me because again I don't know anything about cars. Um, but turns out it would have to be something called an extraction if they wanted to suck out all the cold brew and dairy and so actually real quick yeah for the listeners who don't know about your car what kind of seats do you have stevie cloth cloth seats you say i i'd say velour 
Yeah, I don't know the difference. It's like velvety kind of? Yeah. So it's velour. So you have velour seats, the fancy seats. Are they? (laughs) They are the seats that will suck up every bad smell and you can never get rid of it. Yeah, yeah. Very reliable car. Highly recommend the 2006 Honda Civic for those in the market. Um, However, do not... Do not accidentally make all of your mason jars extremely brittle in the exact same spot and then have them all break at the exact same time, which, by the way, has been happening, which I really should have just seen this whole thing coming from the beginning. Um, You know, I really I started out with a dozen mason jars whenever I moved out. I'm down to two or three and one of them keeps going missing because my my roommate borrows it, which is fine. But I only have two that I alternate between and I have like six lids when I used to have a dozen. I don't know what the fuck is happening there either. Um, Anyway, I'm in hell. Have, so. you consi- have you considered plastic cups? Yeah, so Shiloh actually asked the other day if plastic mason jars are a thing. And I was I was about to be like a purist about it. I'm about to be like, but that's not the best. And then I was like, they're all breaking and it's your fault. <laughs> and an option that can prevent your problem, your your Sisyphean curse can It'll be broken. Same. They'll look the same. I mean, they do. I know. I know. I know. But I, God damn it. Also, the reason I'm so hung up on mason jars is because I make a lot of drinks that require being shaken, such as kratom and iced coffee, etc. So I like having a ready-made shaker that I can just drink out of because that's all a mason jar is. Um, but again, they have been notoriously unreliable to me in the past. So I think I might have to move past my glass mason jar phase. Um, anyway, so the extraction of the cold brew. It's going to take like four hours, but I got there at five and they close at seven. So there'd be no time. So either it had to stay overnight or it was like, a, it was like a whole thing. Anyway, we decided on is I'm going to go by super early tomorrow morning, which sucks ass because I work nine to five and I'm going to have to drop it off at eight. Vom, that sucks. I hate it. And then it's going to be clean while I am at work. And then I will go pick it up after work, I guess. So all that to say, I was being very, um, very peppy, very peppy with the man. Um, And I was like, thank you so much. I really appreciate you. And I'm like, who is this random woman you have conjured out of your subconscious? Because I feel like even before I realized I was trans, in situations like this, I would still, I would like conjure up a new woman every time. Like it was never, I never felt like I was being myself as a a woman. I felt like I was conjuring up a a more appealing woman, a better woman, a public woman. Um, I did the same thing with being a man. I would, I would, what I always, there was this mask that I would use where I would, hold on. Oh, goodness. What was that? That <laughs> wasn't even a cough. It's what was plague. that? It was, that was like plague. a death croak. What the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> I don't know. It's just something just this then. Oh my God. So, but no, what I was saying before I almost died, the version of a man that I would always do is just whatever I could you know, there's no other way to really put it. Foghorn, leghorn. What? Foghorn, leghorn. What is the that big mean? talking rooster from Looney Tunes. I say, I say. <laughs> you're coming over here, dog, and you're really getting on my nerves. I hate that. That that I hate that, that very much. So I wouldn't do like the voice like that, but like I had very foghorn, leghorn energy. Oh. Where I would always kind of channel a bit more of the South Georgia drawl. Uh, yeah. yeah dad did that too in order to like be more appealing to people i don't know what it is but always feeling very compelled to do that in order to be more appealing i don't know 
mm-hmm. it's it's code switching trying to fit in, I guess. But yeah, it's funny. Like like part of what helped me realize I was trans was realizing that ever, I was exhausted anytime I had to go out in public and do public stuff just because I was maintaining this mask the entire time. It was very hyper conscious of how I uh, presented myself and uh, like even mm-hmm. even hand gestures and all that stuff. That's not something guys really do. Yeah. Whereas I tend to talk with my hands a lot. Yeah. So I had to like hands in pockets or like cross mm-hmm. the arm, crossing the arms is the classic. You, yeah. You, you cross me, you just kind of, yeah, blah, 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 blah. Now, of course, when I do that, I shove my tits forward, which is really going <laughs> to uh, make it a little bit weird for people if I ever start doing that more on the regular. Mm. But I'm, I'm going to try not to ever have to do the mask thing again. I'm just, people are just going to have to deal with me as I am. But a funny thought I had, um, you've got a bit of a mustache. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. I love so it. you were hyper-femming it up with a little bit of a mustache. Hey, I just now realized how fucking ridiculous I looked. Also, tiny little bit of a goatee. So Tiny cute. goatee. So oh my God, I forgot about the mustache. You were confusing them so much more. I love that. Honestly, they were probably playing along with it because they're like, oh no, do, do they do they know that they have a, don't mi- don't talk yeah. about the mustache. It's no no don't talk. They probably want to have to do something. She's with such that. a sweet girl, but she's so blind. Like <laughs> I've gotten. Oh bless her heart. Bless her heart. I have gotten TikTok comments a few times now, asking, "Were you born a boy or girl? Are you MTF or FTM?" And every time I'm like, oh. <laughs> It has begun. Like the level <laughs> of euphoria I operate at. I'm like, they don't know. Guess, guess, weary traveler, what is in my pants? You don't know, you fool. And you will never know. What is with it makes the me pants so happy. question? I hate it so much. It, like, it's almost comical. Anyone you actually come out to, one of the things they almost always at, which by the way, for any of our listeners out there who are not trans, which I assume is probably statistically most of you, mm. um... Don't don't ask about what's in the pants. You you don't need to know. Unless just, the person you're talking to is definitely sending signals that they want to fuck. Yeah. Don't and, and even 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 then. Even that's kind of pushing it. Yeah, know. like like even then if you're going to fuck, they'll bring it up cuz they they'll you know, you you have to bring it up at some point. But yeah. like if you're just meeting someone and or or someone you know comes out to you as trans, don't ask them if they're getting their junk taken care of. It's not your business. It's you don't, so you don't weird. It's so invasive. You would never ask a cis man like, hey, what's your dick look like? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you got you got a little guy in there. You got a big shlong. Like, shut the fuck up. Like, that is so creepy. And you would never think of asking someone that. And then, like, also just in general, asking people, like, about surgeries they're planning to get is just... it. It's weird and invasive, and it also imposes... A, a, a certain norm in terms of like in order to be a real trans you have to get all the proper surgeries so are you going to get the surgeries and that's I, I, it's just a shitty idea to perpetuate like not only is it invasive and creepy to ask about someone's personal medical choices and, and procedures it it really imposes a harmful norm 
Also, you don't have to have anything medical done. You don't have to go on HRT and you can still be trans. Yeah, I I would like to put that out here uh, on this podcast. We hate TERFs. We hate true scum. You don't have to have dysphoria in order to be trans. And you don't have to medically transition in order to be trans. And if you're a TERF, go fuck yourself. I hope you suck your own dick and die. Um, So I stand by what I said. I see your face. I stand by what I said. (laughs) Like you do. Keeping a mental suck your own dick counter. We're at three right now. So. <laughs> oh, okay. You say that, you forget. This is recorded. I can go back and check. Oh, you can absolutely verify that, and I hope you do. <laughs> oh, I'm going to now. Yeah, I want to see if I got it right. I think I'm at three. Um, yeah, no. Like, just like in general, asking asking trans people invasive questions. I got asked if I bind by a cis woman, and I, I know. And here's the thing. First off, Bestie, you can tell I got big tits. Like, I'm not, I don't really tend to hide them. I took birth control last year in hopes of stopping my period and instead of hyperfeminized my body. And that's what made me realize I was trans. I personally do experience dysphoria. So that is what made me realize I was trans personally. That is obviously not the case for everyone. But one of the things it did was make me extra curvy um and extra uh, uh extra titties so that sucked ass um and four i literally can't four of them stevie grew four titties that's how much it's, extra titties it's overwhelming it's honestly a burden like i'm constantly talking to women who wish they had four titties and i'm like listen babes i would give them to you if i could but like i'm exhausted i don't want your titties they're boy titties i don't want those that's true. That's true. I actually do have a friend, one of my Discord mods, Barb. Um, she's a trans woman, and we do have a, a, an agreement that when I get top surgery, I will be mailing my titties to her. Um, so that's great. <laughs> Apparently, it's a biohazard or whatever. I'll figure it out. Um, gonna gonna do a heist, break into the hospital to steal my tits back. Uh, <laughs> what was I talking about? Jesus I Christ! Don't, I, they probably don't. They probably don't keep them on ice. I'm not sure they're going to be in very good condition by that's the time true. you get to them. I'll just I'll, like the you know second what? You I know come you out do? of you, hmm. you should pull an Ed Gein and make some mittens out of them. Oh, that's horrifying. That's horrible. That's deeply upsetting. Oh, a pair of booty <laughs> booties boobies. <laughs> <laughs> you can make some booties to wear on the feet. Some boy, booby, I hate that. Some booby booties. I hate that very much. Deeply distressing. Okay, Camel I jamming in your booties. Oh my god. <laughs> You derailed me again. <laughs> Fucking A. Okay, so I have plenty of tits to go around. Plenty for everyone. I'm not selfish. So don't really like binding because binding makes me more aware of my tits. What were you about to say? I was about to say to each according to their need, but continue. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, listen, I can write the Communist Manifesto, but Karl Marx could not grow tits like these. <laughs> so, I, <laughs> how many times can I say this? I don't like binding because it makes me more conscious of my chest. It just presses down on it. makes me very uncomfy. I don't like it. So usually I just wear like a loose shirt and like a sports bar or something. Something so that I could, I just don't notice they're there. It's great. Um, so people generally can tell that I don't bind because usually I'm wearing something like this where it's just open over a sports bra and sometimes i am i i am wearing something buttoned but you can still see because it's not like they're hiding they're there 
and I was asked by a cis woman if I bind. And and see, the lucky thing is that I, the lu- lucky for her that is, is that I am a very open person. Like I do not mind answering questions about like my identity or my life or really anything like that. I, I excuse me, I just love talking about myself and maybe that's my Leo Suntaurus Moon Cancer Rising talking, but I just, I just really, <laughs> I just really like talking about myself. <laughs> Which I guess makes me prime a prime content creator. Um, it makes you very zoomer for one thing. Oh, it's true. Y'all, um, y'all always talk about yourselves. Says the millennial. Says the millennial. <laughs> yeah. Um, says we never talk podcast, about ourselves. Says the millennial on a podcast where we both talk about ourselves. <laughs> right. You're very brave. So, um, yeah, no, she asked if I bind, and I was like, no, blah, blah, blah. And I even explained why, and it did not even occur to me until after the fact that that was a weird thing to ask. Like, it's not really your business. And, like, I, I don't know. I guess I don't love the feeling of, like, every trans person's existence is pretty much automatically politicized whether they want it to be or not by being trans or queer or really any minority at all like this is obviously not just like limited to us by existing your existence is political because there are always going to be people who want to fuck you over or who want to delegislate your existence and then you have to be an expert on everything on top of that you have to know everything about everything about your identity Exactly, Which, that's my next point. That, like, you shouldn't have to educate everyone on everything in order for them to understand. Google is free, babes. There are great trans educators on YouTube and everything. Like, I... <sighs> the problem the problem with Google, and I have mixed feelings when people use the phrase that Google, that Google is free, mm. because the algorithm mm. has become so skewed towards just ads and selling stuff okay, that oftentimes true. when you're going in to try to find something... You got to go like four or five pages deep before you find what you're actually after. That's true. I should I should clarify then in that case that I when I say Google is free, I usually mean seeking out exper- or, or uh, experiments, experiences or anecdotes from trans people who wish to share those experiences and, and anecdotes like there are. A lot of trans YouTubers out there who are amazing at what they do, who have made their YouTube channels with the intention of educating people. Well, and I don't know that that burden could, should fall on the everyday, everyday trans. Well, like, well, honestly, uh, because it's so hard for people to find stuff, we could list a few right now. Um, there is another podcast. Uh, again, don't mention a better podcast than your own on your podcast. I know I'm breaking yeah. that rule. Yeah. But there is a but there's a podcast called Gender Rebels mm. done by a trans woman and her partner. And they try to answer uh trans questions as best they can it's it's a question and answer format they have people uh email in questions and they'll do like one per episode each episode's like maybe half an hour give or take they're not that long that sounds nice but they, they go through a lot of like really good information and uh they also touch on the etiquette of like hey cis person so you want to talk to a trans person about being trans mm. well Here's how to go about doing that if you absolutely have to. But honestly, let's pause for a moment. Would you start demanding of some person you just met that they're gonna if they're gonna get an appendectomy? Yeah. Or if they're gonna like, oh hey, lady who I just met, are you gonna get a tit job? Yeah. Yeah. That's that. Ooh, 
Or ju- not just the way think, to go. Just think of how that how someone would react. Like if if you said that to someone who was cis, think of how offended they would be. Oh my god, yeah. N- now I want you to think about okay, maybe other people who are not cis might equally be offended. Should you yeah. mention that? Hey, you look like you could use some medical procedures to fit what I think you should exactly. look like as that gender. Exactly. Especially like <laughs> the place that I'm going for top surgery, uh, which actually this is exciting, just got scheduled yesterday. Um, my GoFundMe uh, uh, went amazing. I feel very, very, very lucky with the position. Actually, I'm hold in. on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to insert the sound here. We're going to do some air horn sounds here. Okay, we got the air horn sounds. Okay, continue. Yeah, so uh, my GoFundMe went extremely well. I got very, very lucky because I, I am a content creator, so I have an audience and I have people who want to support me, want to support my transition. And I, honest to God, I could not be more grateful given how, like, I, I, I literally would not have been able to go through, like, with any of this if not for them. Um, and yesterday, uh, or the day before, rather, I had a consultation with the top surgeon who I really, really wanted to go to. And they gave me the quote, and it was, like, 6500 which was like 3,500 less than I thought it was going to be. 10,000 is like just like the spitballing average I've seen on most sites. Oof. I know. It is steep. I'm like, that's 5,000 like per tit. Like, that is a doozy. A fucking doozy. So I was deeply distressed, obviously. So that's what my GoFundMe goal was originally. And then they pop out with like 6,500 or so. And I was like, holy shit. I'm literally like 500 to 1,000 away from my goal. And I posted TikTok about it. And someone immediately donated the exact remaining amount I needed to hit my quote. They donated about $1,400 so that the GoFundMe would hit the exact number on the quote. The fucking drama. And worse, they stayed stayed anonymous. I have no way of thanking this this random, like, (laughs) sugar, sugar... Daddy, mommy, benefactor, who decided to shower me in their love, and I'm like, I, I will literally, like, I will literally make out with you right now. Like, I owe you a hot, sweet, slow kiss. I will send you my tits. Like, what do you want from me? You want feet pics? I'll send you feet pics. I love you. <laughs> I feel like I'm in, like, I feel like I owe you a lifetime of indentured servitude now. But like, what can you do? You know what I mean? So there's that. And then yesterday, I like immediately raised all the money. And then yesterday we got the official date scheduled, St. Patrick's Day 2022. I'm going to be titless. My anniversary. Which is your anniversary, which is the funniest shit. A momentous day for everyone involved, honestly. It is. Some people are going to get drunk and they're going to puke up green beer. Some people are going to lose their tits. I will be sick for different reasons. So I'm really excited. Um... And also, it's in Orlando. I'm going to the top surgeon in Orlando, and I think that's great. I should make a little trip out of it. I should take a couple weeks off. Because I'm already going to need one uh, week off to heal. Well, let's see how the plague is doing. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. I'll be careful. I haven't figured out how to um, end the podcast. Mm. So I guess I guess just the way we can end is just say that uh, we could just do the really easy one. Be like, hey, so... Uh, that's our show for this week. Uh, hopefully, we'll be doing more of these on a semi-regular basis. Come back and listen to us whenever we do the next one, hopefully in a week or two. Let me do the outro. You do the outro. Go. <laughs> I didn't think of what I wanted to say. <laughs> Perfect. Ah. Uh. 
Well, this has been Gender Swap. Thank you guys for dropping on by. Uh, we will be putting these up, I don't know, whenever we feel like recording them. Uh, if we have a Patreon by now, please support our Patreon. This is a bad outro. <laughs> it's a great outro. Keep going. Mm, uh, well, I feel like we need to plug our socials or whatever. Yeah, yeah, let's go yeah. ahead and do that. So, Stevie, where can people find you? People can find me over at TikTok.com under the username Stevie.B and over at Twitch.tv forward slash Stevie underscore B. Uh, I make content on TikTok and I do t- Twitch streams every Tuesday and Thursday at 7 p.m. EST. Love for you to drop on by. I take your confessions and I also rate your, rate your monster crushes. Do not ask me about that. I do not wish to speak on it. <laughs> I was totally going to ask you about the Monster Crush thing, but you know what? We can save that for a future podcast. Uh, you can find me um, at Mix Maxwell. I can't even say my own handle. You can, you can find me over on Twitter at MX Maxwell Music. And uh, you can also find my music on Bandcamp in case you want to hear what that sounds like. Uh, the easiest way to find it is just go to Twitter and click on my profile because I've got the link there. But if you decide that you hate the bird site and you don't wish to use it uh go to Bandcamp and just search for mx maxwell music uh one of my albums is called the pitch you can search for the pitch it's got a picture of a a character i created phineas the poorly animated crow on it uh yeah go listen to my music i don't know thanks for dropping by <laughs> i i guess uh we're done we have to find a better outro. This sucks shit, man. <laughs> you Why so glum, so sad? When you think about it, things aren't quite all so bad. We have trinkets and baubles, deliveries galore, all of which mean nothing if you hate your form. The future is bright for a fellow who's white with beards and cologne and noblesse. But oh, to be a lady, so delicate and dainty, with more than a smidge of finesse. Cast off the clothing so boxy you loathe it, and shoot for a more feminine fit. Now polish and makeup, shoes for the shake-up, but be wary and sharpen your wits. We live in a society with suspicious moral panic piety that promises liberty with obeisance. But should you deviate from the narrow and the straight, patriarchal perks are stripped for your malfeasance. Cast off the clothes so boxy you loathe it and shoot for a more feminine fit. Now polish and makeup. Shoes for the shake-up, but be wary and sharpen your wits.